Welcome back from a long hiatus to Outside the Vault. Finally. People have been clamoring. They've been begging. They've been yelling. They've been screaming. They've been protesting. They've been all of the adjective, all of the verbs. All of the nouns. (laughs) (laughs) And we're finally here. Uh, You may be wondering, why did we give up Outside the Vault? And we'll never tell you. We'll never tell you. Uh, Yeah, we won't tell you. It's not that we didn't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely not that we just uh forgot. forgot about it and stopped doing it and got out of the habit of doing it for it's not year. that for a year yeah um so today we're gonna do something uh, it's a little bit more structured of an outside the vault we're gonna do our each of our zach and i's top 10 most anticipated films that have a release date so probably films that are coming out in 2022 and 2023 that haven't already come out yet th- this year Yes, we realize that we are pretty well into 2022, so yeah, we will exclude movies that have already been out. Yeah, and there's some that I haven't watched, like The Northman and Unbearable Weight of Did Massive Talent. Those? No, I didn't. Good. Okay, I didn't. That that uh, I am excited about, but I haven't seen them yet. But I may not see them in theaters. I may have some other way of seeing them, or I may see them like three years from now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I am excited about that. Those ones. Then you and came I are going to watch The Northman. Okay, that's that one good. looks really good. Yeah. Um. Uh, so a lot of good movies have already come out. So uh, how do you want to do this? Do you just want to go back and forth, like yeah, start honorable mentions, and then 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8? Let's do honorable mentions before yeah. our first ones. Yeah. Kind of like the watch mojo, how they do it. All right. Z- Zach, go ahead and tell us your honorable mentions. No, like watch mojo. I wait before number one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, let's do that. So my number 10, I'll start with that. <clears throat> and then you can do your 10, is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Oh, is that a movie? It is. It's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. Interesting. Yep. She is coming all the way from DC to Marvel. Okay. Or and to she did, Star Wars. She did, uh, she did uh, um, Wonder Woman, right? She did, yeah. It, I, I'll give her credit. The first one was good. The second one was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the second one. The first one was pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will agree with that. Um, um, do you know anything about what it's going to be about? Or just no, and I think out? that's why I'm excited about it. Because yeah. It's a Star Wars franchise that doesn't have any ties to older movies. And it's, it's not something that is going to be weighed down by Ryan Johnson's terrible decisions or J.J. Abrams' terrible decisions or old actors dying or CGI characters coming in or just fan service in general or just... It's not weighed down by all the problems that Star Wars has now. Star Wars is great. It's a great idea. Think about that. Like the idea of Star Wars, the the characters, the world building, the how it's just how the movies could be. Imagine a perfect Star Wars movie. We don't have any of those. Yeah, true. Imagine true. just imagine having a Star Wars thing set in the Star Wars universe. That is a good movie. It, it might is a not, dream. Might not be this. It movie. is a dream. Might not be this movie. But we'll see. They might have to get some art house director to come in and do like a super artistic, uh, like weird version of Star Wars that most of the fans would hate, but that critics would love. That might be what you're asking for. It's like the story of like a, it's going to be set on Tatooine if they do that. That's the only artistic (laughs) way to do it. Like a, like a merchant Tatooine in their story. (laughs) They spend the whole movie doing some like mundane task (laughs) that's like super boring. It's like Star Wars, the woodworker. And it's just a guy who just like carves stuff for like like, fixing up ships or something. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, yeah, the mechanic is like, and he gets to see like all of the people come in, but he fixes up their ships, and he's not involved in the action at all. And it's just like about how hard his life is, mm-hmm. and how difficult it is, and him him finding joy in the mundanity, mundanity, <laughs> mundanity. <laughs> that might be a word. It might be, but it also might not be. Um, well, now we have a new idea for Star Wars, so there you go. It's gonna be called. No, I don't know. The mechanic. The mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Don't, they don't have to overcomplicate something, it. Something so simple. Well, that's usually yeah, our house, you know, sometimes very simple premises. All right, what's yours? Um, my number 10 is Wonka. Oh, with Timothy Chalamet. With Timothy Chalamet. We were actually talking about this off the cast. Uh, we were both saying that we were kind of disappointed by most of everything that Timothy Chalamet yeah. has been in that we've seen. I agree, yeah. I, he hasn't intrigued me. In the movies, I've seen, I've seen like six or seven movies of his, but I hear there's a good one. What's it? I don't remember. Uh, Jake was telling us. About. Like, is it Beautiful Boy? I think. Yeah, or something. It's with Steve Carell as his dad. Yeah. So we haven't. You need to check out some more. But yeah, I you know I think of like Lady Bird. You know, he plays a side character in that. He's not all that great. Um, I haven't seen Dune. He was okay in the French Dispatch, but again, a lot of times I feel like his name comes up and people are like, "Oh, I'm so excited that he's in it." But I've never seen that performance that he's really, like, taken over. And I think Wonka presents that opportunity. He's the star now. Yeah. He's been the star before, but not in this level. Not in a well-known franchise. Yeah, where he can, like, take really take over a part, you know, and really show what he can do. Um, the last guy who did this was Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And I liked that movie. And, and see, People I haven't seen like that it. one. I've seen the original one. I forget what the guy's name is. Gene... Uh, somebody or another, and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is a lot of people love that movie. I I, I watched it as a kid. I thought it was pretty good. Gene Wilder, I think, is his name. What do you say? Good uh, day, sir. <laughs> That's where you get that word. You lose or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, and and so to see this on screen third time, I believe it'll be interesting, and, and it'll give Timothy Chalamet an op- opportunity to shine. Yeah, I agree. Number nine. <clears throat> I got John Wick 4. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I have... I don't know if this warranted a sequel to the trilogy. But I think none of them warranted a sequel to each other. So, I, But they all three of them were great. So I, when I think of the movies, they get mixed up in my head because they're pretty similar, in my opinion. And Ben, you haven't seen these. but No, I haven't seen them. They're, they're pretty good. They're heavy, heavy on action, you know somewhat you know somewhat drama in my opinion there's drama but it's really action but a fourth movie kind of just go deeper into the world i think would be really cool but i don't know if i would be happy if they did a fifth or sixth i don't know because they've done a lot already but i think there's more world building that could be done just with what happened in part three and everything like that and that's what i'll leave it at so yeah for people who have seen it you'll know exactly what i'm talking about so yeah I, I i guess i need to watch uh all all three before it comes out next year that sh- i should have enough time to do that whether i actually will or not is only i guess only time will tell uh my next uh my ninth one i guess i should say is uh disappointment boulevard who's that by which is an ari aster film ari aster known for hereditary and midsummer i haven't seen hereditary it's it's very close on my list of movies I'm going to watch soon, so um, I'm sure I'll probably watch it this summer. I really 
didn't like Midsummer at all. Like it was too, it got too kind of weird who's, for who's me. Um, Florence Pugh, and uh, who's the guy from Narnia? Uh, Prince Caspian. No, he was Eustace in Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Will Poulter. I love Will Poulter. Oh, there's yeah. a there's another guy who I think said I think actually Will Poulter is a super underrated actor who he I th- is. I think Will Poulter would have been somebody brought this up I think that I heard he would have been a great Joker he he could have done he could have done a great Joker I but guess. anyway um, I'm just excited about this movie because you got Joaquin Phoenix starring in an Ari Aster film. Um, there's a bunch of other uh, Parker Posey's in this. She was in Goodwill Hunting. Well, what's uh, the what's like the premise? Okay, so so far all we have is the film is described as an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. So, and it's called Disappointment. It's called Disappointment Boulevard. <laughs> and so Ari Aster is known for being a a uh, a horror director. So you wonder, is this going to be like, is it actually going to be that premise? Or is it? Or is there some way that there's going to be horror tied into this? I have lying? no idea. So just completely lying. Yeah, because it said that the, in 2020, Ari Aster said his next film would be a four-hour-long nightmare comedy. Which you're like, is Disappointment Boulevard going to be four hours? Are they going to let him do that? Um, this is an A24 movie, which is yeah. And I think they're actually like they're producing and distributing it. So okay. this is one of their like uh, frontliners. The frontliners, yeah. Okay. So Ari Aster has. Cemented himself as one of the more up-and-coming directors, um, and so it'll be interesting to see what he does next. Okay. Okay, so that was your number nine. Yeah. My number eight is a movie that I just heard about today, Bullet Train. Oh yeah, with Brad Pitt. Yep. Yes, that one lo- did look kind of quite interesting. It looks pretty cool. It looks funny. Um, I don't know. It just it just looked really good. Can you look up who? Uh, who directed it directs it because i the, i will the uh i don't know so brad, brad pitt being an action star sometimes yeah i think i think it's i think i like him in action roles you know you have him in a lot of drama roles you know but specifically this trailer the whole thing takes place on a train right yes mostly and they're trying these people are coming after him i guess he's had a past in like uh some I don't know. He's done something in the past, so he has fighting skills. But these people are coming after him. He doesn't know why, and he just seems pretty confused in the entire trailer. David David Lynch, or uh, not David Lynch, David Leach. <laughs> he directed um, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool Two, Hobbs and Shaw, and now Bullet Train. Okay. He was somehow involved in John Wick. He co-directed it. Oh. With Chad Stileski. Chad. Chad Stileski. Um, and he's he's uh, involved. He's a uh, he was a stunt performer and stunt coordinator. Oh. So that would probably make sense with the movies that I said. Like all of these movies are like heavily rely on on stunts, and like none of these movies, other than maybe John Wick, really struck out as like struck strike you as like the like critically acclaimed movies. But like Hobson Shaw was like I thought a fairly entertaining movie. Like, I, I watched that in theaters, actually, and I hadn't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but it was cool. I think this has, like, a more... I, want, I don't want to I don't want to say Tokyo, but they had, like, yeah. a lot of Tokyo-themed things. It seemed like the train is in Tokyo, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. So it's, like, set... And there was, like, scenes that are, like, it's in other places, too, 
like there's other places that okay, are yeah. being filmed but it's like mostly centered around the train i believe and they were walking in tokyo i think yeah and down the streets and it just looks pretty absurd kind of yeah because um, they're fighting like this big plushy i don't know japanese i don't know it was like a giant cat or something like yeah. that. Did you see that? I, I don't remember that. It's like part. a guy in a cat costume. Oh, okay, yeah. On yeah, the maybe. train, and he like punches him. So it just looks pretty cool. I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't know much about it, and I think that's why I like it. Maybe it'll get lower or higher. Who knows? It could be way better or way worse than you think. That's the cool thing about anticipating. Yeah, that's that's the cool part about like waiting to see the trailers. I think. Yeah. Because I did like today we watched the everything everywhere all at once, and I had only seen one trailer, so I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Was there, there was a ton of movies that I hadn't seen any of the trailers for, and to be honest, like I usually say of my, that I'm like not really a trailer guy, but like they got me more excited about a lot of movies that I hadn't, didn't even know about. So they did a lot of A24 cool. trailers. That's yes, right. well, that might have been because everything A24. everywhere, yeah. A24 as well. True. My number eight is Men. Oh, A24, which is A24, and it's directed by Alex Garland, who did uh, Annihilation. And Ex Machina. That's right. Which I haven't seen Ex Machina, but I have seen Annihilation. And I liked Annihilation. It reminded me a lot of Arrival. I think Arrival is a better sci-fi movie than Annihilation, but Annihilation is still pretty good. Did both of those have... No, no, no. Natalie Portman was in Annihilation, and uh, Amy Adams was in yep. Arrival. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to look up a, a summary real quick, because some of these I'm like... I'm basing a lot of mine off of the director, not necessarily what I know about the movie. Well, this movie was about a, a girl, and she was, like, haunted almost, right? And it was about, by, like, her husband or something who died. Yeah, let's, who killed let's himself. see. And then they go, why is this happening to you? And the answer's men. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, maybe a, interesting. I don't know. We'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see whether I'm as excited about it. It's horror. Movie. It's definitely horror. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense, because, like... Um, Does it say it's horror? Yeah, so in the aftermath of a personal tra- tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English converse- countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. However, someone or something from her- the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread soon becomes a fu- fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. So, okay, yeah, it, it might... I still think I'm fairly, I'm pretty interested in, in that synopsis. Like we'll see how it turns out, but it's an interesting concept. So far, eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, and it's a good amount. It's a good time. An hour and forty minutes. Yeah, it's a good time for a movie. So I won't waste that much time if if I watch it. Yeah, that's good. So that was your number eight. That was my number, my number eight. seven. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Oh yeah, yeah. I think James Gunn's back <laughs> for one more time, right? Yeah. So I think. When I think of James Gunn, so we don't know anything about this movie besides they're going to be looking for Gamora, um, post Endgame 2014. Gamora. I guess that is a pretty logical. But so we'll have actually this Christmas we'll have the Guardians of the Galaxy special holiday special, which will bridge us now to Volume Three. But speaking of Will Poulter, he is playing Adam Warlock as the villain of this movie. Really? Yes. Really? I'm excited about that. Yes. Yeah, so that is very exciting for me. One, because I love Will Poulter, but also because the Adam Warlock storyline is really cool. And I think I'm excited because the Guardians have kind of been screwed over recently in these crossovers. They've been yeah. made to be campy. They've been made to make bad decisions, like Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, yeah. hitting Thanos. So I think they weren't given any justice. They literally killed off one of the characters in the crossovers. 
and they, you know, I don't know. So they and Volume Two was one of the worst movies in the MCU. I agree. So I want to see a Guardians movie in their prime, like the first Guardians movie. Yeah, eight years ago. Yes. So that's what Absolutely. I'm excited for. That comes out in the beginning of 2023, and James Gunn is done with Disney. Disney fired him for some, you know. I think they were petty reasons. Of course, you shouldn't have said those things, but I think it was 10 years ago, whatever. And he himself is done. said he's done with Disney after that. He's going to helm a lot of series for DC, yeah. which I'm excited for. I think DC needs the help, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm for DC to get the help. His Suicide Squad movie, or the Suicide Squad, it was... It was good. So weird. Now the thing is, it was weird, and like I feel like in some ways it's like it kind of breaks the mold, and also it's just kind of like it's whatever. It's like probably not a movie I'd necessarily revisit, but it was. It didn't have necessarily the magic that Guardians of the Galaxy had. Yeah. But it was darker. Yeah, it was darker, definitely. Yeah. And weirder. So yeah, I it definitely and it was pretty. Weird. I think the characters introduced in it are pretty cool, though. Yeah. I think Peacemaker is cool. And they made some decisions that I really liked. I really like that. I thought were kind of daring, like killing like, big characters. Yeah, ki- or like the the opening scene, really. Like killing the old team, killing everyone. <laughs> alert, <you know? laughs> that was really cool. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to like finally get that taste of because Gar- the Guardians are only popular because of their first movie. True. So true. If we can get another movie like that, that would be great. And plus, Will Poulter. So that's why it's number seven on my list. All right, number seven for me is Oppenheimer. Which is Christopher, Christopher Nolan's. And I think it's lower just because it's coming out a lot further down the line than other movies. Like, I am excited about it. The hype's not there yet. But the hype has not really fully reached. I mean, I feel like you can kind of infer more. It's It seems like you're like, it's called Oppenheimer. You're like, is it a biopic? Like, I don't know that we've ever it's seen. German, right? I don't, well, I think he, is he, is Oppenheimer German probably? It sounds German. Yeah. I mean, I think it has something to do with it in relation to, I think, uh Oppenheimer was involved in the production of the atomic bomb um and it will have to do with physics which oh. is which is um you know one of Christopher Nolan's favorite things That's right it is it is like a like a historical drama kind of but yeah. I think they'll get into stuff where it won't be as real It's going to be 2 hours and 30 minutes I'll I'll, so. let, I'll let Christopher Nolan do that. <laughs> it says physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer works with a team of scientists during the Manhattan Project, project leading to the devel- development of the atomic bomb. We've so had, we've had movies like that already, though. Yeah. So that's the thing. As it's a, it's a biopic. It's got a very interesting cast with Cillian Murphy as Oppenheimer himself, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And probably what's really, if you don't count uh, Doctor Doolittle, that's the only thing he's been in, right? Yeah like they're really his first like big thing that he's done since i um the avengers movies since i am iron man yeah and florence Pugh, who is in everything now and emily blunt just a really good cast matt damon oh, rami, rami malik um you know obviously you know this guy can get anybody he wants nolan you know josh peck Okay. Benny Safdie's in it, even. Is that one of the Safdie brothers? Yeah. He's the one who's the actor. You know, he was uh, like yeah. the, the deaf brother in um, good, time. good Time. Yeah. Um, and Gary Oldman. I don't know. Some of these people might have more minor roles or may be making cameos. But uh, huge, you know, just a huge cast. Big budget, $100 million. Um, so, obviously, if it's Nolan, you should be excited about it. Um, Is this his longest movie? It might be. I mean, Interstellar was pretty long. 
two hours and like 15 minutes though right maybe short, was it longer than shorter that? i thought huh i don't know that's a long movie it is long it's long i'm if anybody can do it though i'm, I'm allowing him yeah so all right what's your number six my number six avatar way of the water oh yeah yeah <clears throat> see i need to watch the first avatar movie and then maybe i'd be more excited <laughs> he's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it makes sense it, it looks very pretty Did you watch the trailer for yeah. it yeah oh, i isn't i saw it for in dr strange yeah it is it looks beautiful so the first one blew up obviously because of the first 3d animation but i wasn't you know really alive for to or you know i wasn't at an age where i could appreciate that. i remember it playing in best buy like on the tv yeah to show how clear the tv yeah, were. that's what i remember it's so about clear avatar. To play avatar look at it these blue people it has the color blue for the tv yeah no but this the movie was really cool and i don't want to like underdo it because people are like oh it's not as good as avatar the last airbender or endgame should have beat it avatar was still a really good movie like the blue people were still really cool and the world building itself was just a beautiful thing um and i'm glad that i don't know so they planned four sequels yeah so i'm i think they have a better plan than star wars um (laughs) hopefully with all this time they have a better plan yeah and it's been so long that i'm really excited because like it's just intriguing like yeah. what are they gonna do water no, no pun intended what are they gonna do but, uh, yeah so yeah with all this time that james cameron's had and yeah. james cameron being uh you know the terminator aliens terminator 2 judgment day uh titanic yeah and then avatar i mean this guy is a hit maker yeah he's a hit maker and he hasn't done anything basically since avatar i don't think yeah and he's gonna helm all four new ones yeah so he's basically dedicated his entire rest of his career to doing Avatar, realistically. So I think, I what I think is he has a vision for it. Because it's been a long time, unlike Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars had 10 years, right? In between the, se- the prequels yeah. and the sequels. So he's had more time than Star Wars. And he also has planned four movies, which four is not a regular number of movies to plan, right? Right, which no. makes me think that it's intentionally for because he has a plan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas yeah. Star Wars, it's like we're gonna hire a different director for each movie. Yeah, that didn't really make sense. But especially the, if after James it turned Cameron's down. doing all four of these movies, think about that. Like, and he wants this big of a director who's made this many good movies wants to helm four more movies. That makes me think he has a plan. That makes me think he's dedicated. That makes me think that someone it's in good hands. Yeah. That's why I'm intrigued, and because I don't know anything. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I, from the trailer, I was like, I have no idea what this is about, but it looks cool. The trailer looks mm-hmm. cool. My number six is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, mm-hmm. which I don't know is actually what it's going to be named when it's all said and done. And it did get pushed back from October of this year to like March, or I think, of beginning next, of next year. Yeah, beginning of next year, which is a little disappointing, but I really, really enjoyed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I'm pretty excited about this movie coming out. I kept this as the only superhero movie. There's, a, I'll get to that in the honorable mm-hmm. mention. There's other superhero ones that well, I'm excited about. For you, so do you think it can break new ground? That the other one didn't do? Yeah, yeah I think. Well, the interesting thing now, considering the movies that we've talked about recently, yeah. Doctor Strange, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, like it's doing the multiverse thing, which when it first came out and they did it, was like kind of a kind of new it was kind of new when was infinity war released in 2018 
So it was after Infinity War. The same year, but after, I think. Um, But Infinity War didn't do multiverse anything. Multiverse Um, came about kind of in Endgame when they didn't. Yeah, in Endgame. So so um, so it was basically the first on the cutting edge of the whole multiverse. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. uh, Other than Rick and Morty, which yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. I think Rick and Morty started this whole thing. I honestly think that. Yeah. Which is, I kind of forget about it because I don't think about Rick and Morty as being like a movie. And you kind of just accept the multiverse. They don't really talk about it like it's a multiverse concept. They're like, oh, we're just going to different dimensions. Realities or dimensions, yeah. yeah. And so you don't think about it as much. But, but um, you know, the way they did it in the first one was really cool. I'm imagining they'll pull all of the... I like all the characters, I think it's the thing. Uh-huh. So I think if the strength can still be based on the characters of the movie, it won't necessarily matter how they use the multiverse. They don't necessarily have to like put it on the multiverse to be the thing that's carrying the movie. I think I like the characters that they had were interesting enough that I'm like excited about the movie. And I love the animation style. That's, I can't what, wait I'm, to that's see what I was asking though. Do you think it could break new ground with that style? Potentially. You think potentially. So? I mean, just because like there's not that many movies that have done that. True. It's so, the only one, I guess another movie with that same type of style would be cool. But yeah. that, the reason that into the spider verse was so popular is because that style was so fresh, so new so then what is this movie going to do to make that so that's fresh, true so new feeling that's true well I, to me it's just that i want to see that again in a different story like there's just not enough of that okay. style so, you so think i don't know style. that i necessarily need it to be fresh so you're saying more of this more of what we got before and don't change it yeah unless you change it in a way that makes sense like it's like logically flows like different types of comic book interactions yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're doing multiverse stuff, you can use different types of comic book yeah. interactions as a way to to freshen things up. That might be kind of cool. And it's a part one, part two, so you're going to be left on a pretty good cliffhanger, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But, no, I think that's good because I think that means they have a plan, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the first one was my, fav- the, my favorite Spider-Man movie, other than me. It's between that and Spider-Man 2. Um, with but those are my two like favorite spider-man movies so i'm just excited to see this spider-man come back again good yeah so my number five and four my number five was also across the spider-verse that was your six and then my number four is Oppenheimer. okay so what is your four five and four my five is the whale oh who's and, that and uh it's darren aronofsky and brandon frazier is that a24 is it a24 as well so. maybe um, so Brendan Fraser's coming back. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's coming back for the whale, and then number four is Asteroid City, which is Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. That's right. Um, well, tell me about the whale. and I'll tell you about the whale uh, as I pull up a synopsis because I believe I, I sort of know this, but I just want to make sure I don't misrepresent what it's about. Um, and this is a documentary about a whale. Whale. <laughs> so now I have to specifically mention that Darren Aronofsky. So I've. I have heard of Darren Aronofsky, but I've only recently watched anything that Darren Aronofsky has done, and it was uh, Black Swan, uh, and that, honestly, Black Swan blew me away. Like, like uh, I went into it thinking this is probably going to be a pretty good movie, but when I after I finished it, I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever watched. Like five out of five, five out of five. Like, wow. just I, I like the way that he wove together. Um, just uh should i put that above other things on my list what the black, black swan i mean i like it i don't you might like it well then that means it's I about like it's it. about obsession um which i think like and i think that's a common 
kind of theme that Aronofsky uh, tackles in his movies is obsession in different ways. Um, but the the way that he did it, and he, they fused it with like um, more uh, what's the word? Um, I hate when I forget words. But if I think of the word, I'll I'll, t- I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let the listener know. Thank you. But I'll talk about the whale now. So it's about a 600-pound uh, middle-aged man named Charlie. I was about to say whale. <laughs> well, that's why it's probably called the whale. Oh, that's so um, mean. I know. It is a little bit mean. Uh, who tries to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter. Um, the two grew apart after Charlie abandoned his family for his gay lover, who later died. And Charlie uh, then went to Benji out of pain and guilt. And Brendan Fraser, who is known for the Mummy trilogy... Uh, among other things and journey to the center of the earth who was i believe at one point was probably considered a very handsome dashing oh he guy. still is ben come on <laughs> and then people felt like he didn't necessarily maintain that well he got bigger but he's he still looks great the thing is i'm what looking at is it's like not like he wasn't in anything just wasn't in anything good yeah it's true no offense brendan but you, I, I love brendan fraser i think he should be in big blockbuster movies so if he wants to and he's also going to be in um, another movie that i'm going to talk about uh later down the line so he is getting a couple of opportunities okay well then tell me about the what's the the asteroid city i don't know i don't think we know anything about asteroid city but i will cast. look up the cast of asteroid city i just know that's wes anderson so it's worth watching um what was wes anderson so we got movie? sophia uh, French dis- the French Dispatch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which, the French Dispatch is, it makes sense that he's coming out with a new movie. This is actually coming out this year. And he, the French Dispatch came out last October. So he was, like, working on, like, two movies at the same time. That's kind of weird. But the French Dispatch had the feel that it was something that came together pretty quickly. Um, it's, a sh- it's a short stories, right? Yeah, it's like vignettes. Yeah. And so it's, like, makes sense that he's doing something that's maybe a little bit more, like... His movie. Like a movie as opposed to like the French Dispatch. It was a movie, the vignettes tied together in some ways, but it was really kind of like just Wes Anderson just going all in on, on being himself, you know? Yeah. Um, but this has Sophia Lilia, L- Lillis, Lillis, I think? Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Maya Hawke, Margot Robbie, Tony Rev- Revolori. Oh, Tony again. Uh, Bill Murray, of course. I love Tony. Um, Adrian Brody, Matt Dillon. Uh, Rupert Friend, who is, I believe he was the concierge. No, he wasn't. I might have been somebody Brian else. Brian Cranston's back. Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Brian Cranston. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Literally everybody who you think of when you think of Wes Anderson true. is in this movie. And then some, a few additions. Like, I don't know that Tom Hanks has ever been in a... Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm glad that Tony... That Wes loves Tony because he's high up on the cast list. I love I yeah. love that Wes loves Tony. I wish other movies would put him in the front. Yeah, he's not really in any other big movies. Maybe he's uh, well, like, Spider Man, but he's like a he's like dumb, a side he's character. A dumb character. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, he's so good in the French Dispatch, like he's really good. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I do hope he gets other opportunities. I do like that. It's good if you get in with Wes Anderson, you usually get a few more opportunities to be in starring roles, just because he tends to like working with the same people. But I guess it's a comedy drama film, and it's described as being larger than most other Anderson films that are ensemble in nature. So imagine his already large ensembles. This one's even larger. I'm assuming a, like a space. They're in space. Asteroid City. Like they live in the asteroid yeah. belt. That would be really interesting. And like uh, the societies. Especially because um, 
uh, now I'm trying to do two things at once. You haven't really seen Wes Anderson do anything that's remotely related to sci-fi, so if it actually is, that'd be, that'd cool. be kind of a cool thing. Um, all right, so Zach, what is your number three? Coming in at number three, we talked about this like four times today, but it's the Mario movie. The Mario movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Bring, Starring. Up, bring up the cast, Ben. It, this is. I'm not even. This is like slightly a meme that I'm bringing it up as my number three. Like it's. Mainly because when I heard this cast, I was cracking up laughing. Okay. We have Chris Pratt as Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Charlie Day. Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as Luigi. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Jack Black as Bowser. Oh my gosh. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Um, who are some other... Uh, Let's see. Those are the main ones. Sebastian Maniscalco as Foreman Spike. I don't. That guy I only know because of his name. But like, this is kind of a ridiculous cast. It's Chris Pratt and Charlie Day as Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Dude, Charlie Day. I forgot that he was in this movie. Imagine, that, just imagine Donkey Kong with Seth Rogen's laugh. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. And then imagine Jack Black, like just doing regular antics, and it's Bowser. I think that's great. And Toad. Toad is like a sweet little innocent kid, but Keegan-Michael Key's playing him? Come on. That's, they're going to take his innocence away. But I think it's going to be great. I, yeah. Even if it's animated, I think it's going to be great. I hope it's live action. I hope it gets weird. <laughs> I really do. It's crazy that they're still doing this. Like, uh, the fact that they, like, uh, uh, what, what did they do this? They were going to do this with, like, Monopoly, but they, the Angry Birds movie, like, anything that was, like, remotely related to a commercial success they've turned into a movie they're gonna make the minecraft movie i'm actually excited for the minecraft yeah. movie and like, i want a five nights at freddy's movie yeah so yeah i don't know it's like sonic movie this movie has have come out to mix success surprising. no it's not like really mario surprising. and sonic should have come it's out more before. surprising maybe that's live action yeah. more than anything yeah and that jim carrey who has all but retired i guess is like i love being in sonic movies <laughs> i think i watched an interview with him and he was like i i forget he said something he said some kind of profound things actually uh fun. in recent interviews that i've watched of jim carrey mm -hmm. so yeah he's just doing he's just doing what he wants to do i guess that's good i mean he doesn't need any more money yeah what about you what's your number three my number three is the killer david fincher's okay uh new movie with michael fassbender about a serial killer and uh no secret david fincher is one of my favorite directors so i and i didn't even really hear about this movie that much and i think it's coming out this year um and it has so far well maybe it's not because it's so far the only uh there's only like four people confirmed in the cast michael fassbender and tilda swinton being the main two uh, it's based on the french graphic novel series the killer by alex nolent so who knows where he pulled this thing out of but uh but it's produced by brad pitt should be uh should, should be pretty good because i mean if it has michael fassbender and the word killer in it i'm guessing it's going to come out in 2023 based on when the production happened but i suppose it could come out sooner than that okay i'd see i can't even put that on my list because i don't know anything about it at all like, you'd like it because of david lynch i know or david david fincher if david lynch was coming out with a movie fincher. that'd be number one and there was a rumor there was a rumor that david lynch that was gonna drop something on can so can you know the film festival mm -hmm. 
it's like the biggest film festival in the world probably there was rumors that david lynch was going to drop a new film like unannounced and then he basically came out and said i have nothing it'd be cool if i had something but i have nothing because he hasn't come out with anything since 2006 what was the last so it was like inland empire i think and that movie is like super hard to get your hands on so okay i don't know david lynch is sort of a legend but a legend who's decided to not work so that's just kind of how that goes i guess okay all right coming in at number two for me is when i can pull it up is lightyear oh i forgot about lightyear lightyear that's that's a big one i uh no matter what you think about a sequel to toy story three you know toy story four i think toy story four was a great addition no matter what people say, I think it was great. Um, yeah, Lightyear is the story of Buzz Lightyear. Not the Buzz Lightyear that we've known, the toy version, but the actual Buzz Lightyear, the human version. So we will see his adventures. The thing that got me hooked onto this trailer, though, is because it's not you. It's not your typical space ranger adventure. Because when you watch the trailer, he gets shifted to the future. So it's like a time travel type of thing with Buzz Lightyear. And I just think it looks cool. And Taika Waititi plays one of the main characters in it. Oh. Um, so and he and Chris Evans is Lightyear. Yes, right? yeah. As Buzz Lightyear. Yep. So between that, I think it's gonna be absolutely great. And it's such a high stakes thing for Pixar to do another Toy Story thing. Yeah. Because true. people were upset with Toy Story Four, even though I thought it was great. And. They have room to do lots of other things, you know. Um, especially with Turning Red, it hasn't been a great success. People, lots of people no, watched it, but uh, one of the thing. last couple, it seems like Pixar's had more missteps lately. Yeah, Turning Red and Soul was good. Soul was good. What was, was? Was there anything else? I can't remember. Not that's what the thing is. That's if there the was problem. something else, we didn't remember it. That's the problem. Was it well, a sequel? Though? Well, there was a period of time where Pixar only made really really good movies and then they sort of lost it. monsters university you're like yeah and then finding dory, finding dory was cars really bad two, cars three cars two and cars three so some of the places they they started taking missteps when they focused more on sequels okay and kanto came out that was okay I don't no know. not in, not I don't in kanto. not in kanto luca luca was good on kanto is actually disney yeah uh yes. animation That's studios true, I was about to say. and kanto is okay i think it's overrated yeah, Encanto was just fine. I, I mean, thought, yeah, I thought Moana was way better than Encanto. Yeah, probably ten times. But uh, yeah, so I'm not gonna watch any more Lightyear trailers. I'm just gonna go off of that time travel Buzz Lightyear type of thing, and I'm gonna watch it in June. And it's gonna be a great summer movie for me to relax and take my mind off of the horrors of life. What about you, Ben? What's your number two? My number two is probably no surprise if you know this guy, uh, The Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, I thought this was going to be my number one, but there is another movie that really took the spotlight. Um, was it one that we watched today? It was one that we watched today. Okay, yeah. Um, and this is an up, and, and I really, I am actually very excited about this, but also I was like not sure whether. There's some things I'm not sure about it, but I, I, I am very excited. So it's an upcoming American Western crime drama about um, the 1920s Oklahoma mur- murders. The Osage uh, nation committed after oil was discovered on tribal land. 
So uh, Leonardo DiCaprio stars in it alongside Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons. I should have put this on my list. And Lily Gladstone. It marks the sixth collaboration between Scorsese and DiCaprio and the tenth collaboration between Scorsese and De Niro. So that's kind of crazy. Um, is Oh, no. Please tell me it's coming out in theaters and not just on Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> Is but that what it says? It is, it is, there is something to do with Apple TV+. Plus. It's so. Martin Scorsese's Apple Premium. <laughs> like, to get Scorsese. Well, you have to remember his last movie. His last movie came out on Netflix and in theaters, if you remember. Oh, The Irishman. The Irishman. But, um, yeah, the premise of this movie seems interesting. Um, uh, let's see. DiCaprio plays Ernest Burkhart. Um, and, wait, who, I thought he played J. Edward, who, who's... Who's uh, J. Edgar Hoover? I thought that's who DiCaprio played. Now I'm confused. Maybe, may, oh, 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 oh. Maybe they're like, maybe they didn't actually cast him as J. Edgar Hoover, but they just changed the, used name. And changed the name and he's based off of that. I don't know. What's um, the premise? Because Jesse Blemons is Tom White. The premise is members of the Osage tribe in northeastern Oklahoma are murdered after under mysterious circumstances okay so they are murdered the members of the tribe because when i first read it it kind of sounded like they were murdering people but no the members of the tribe were murdered and a uh, major fbi investigator was directed by j edgar hoover and former texas ranger tom white and uh who is described as an old style lawman if you've ever seen uh true grit I'm assuming the old versions, but I've watched specifically the new version. There's a Texas Ranger in that okay. movie. I should put, that would be that would be on my list if I were to read yeah. it. Yeah, um, interesting cast members: Jason Isbell from the band Jason Inbell, Isbell and the Four Hundred Unit is going to be in this movie. Brendan Fraser's in it. Yes. Um, Look at him go. Look Sturgill at Simpson, the country artist, is in the movie. Uh, so yeah, but obviously the you know Plemons, De Niro, and DiCaprio are kind of like. Show me Plemons. Jesse Plemons. He played Todd in Breaking Bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's a, is he a bad guy in this movie? I think he's a good guy. Oh, dang it. He but, plays uh, a good bad guy. Yeah, and I also remember him from I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which he was great in. Uh, that movie is incredibly disturbing. The word I was thinking of was surreal, by the way. Uh, Thank for, you for, for ten Black minutes Swan. ago. Yeah. yeah. I I was like I couldn't believe I that's forgot a, that word because so I weird because you've used that word a lot. I use it so much because I pretend to be a pretentious film watcher and surrealism is like super important in pretentious filmmaking. That's true. <laughs> Not that you act, but it's that it's important in it. Yeah. So I'm excited about this movie. Are we ready to move on for honorable mentions? Yes. Let me do my honorable mentions. I'm gonna exclude one of my honorable mentions because it's Ben's number one. So <clears throat> my 2022 honorable mention is Thor: Love and Thunder. Excited, but we will see because it could be garbage. Fast 10. It's just called Fast X. So that's the Fast and the Furious 10th movie. Hopefully the last one because they could finish it out well. The Flash. We will see if this gets pushed back with all the Ezra Miller controversy. 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 But uh, Yeah, it's true. He. Uh, this is supposed to be a movie with Michael Keaton back as Batman. Um, lots of people coming back. It's like the... what. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to be, except for DC. Um, Indiana Jones 5. I, I forgot think, about that one. I don't think it's going to be good. I'm excited, though. And then Roosevelt. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know about this one either. Yep. So those are my... Which Roosevelt's about? FDR? I don't know. Or Teddy? I have no idea. Okay, I guess we'll find out. Could have been someone else. I, 
And I had another yeah. honorable mention, but it's your number one. But let me say my number one before your or no, do your honorable yeah, mentions. My honorable, mentions. Sense, my honorable mentions. I kind of forgot about light here. It might have made the list had I remembered it. Um, but I am excited about it a lot. Another one that I watched the trailer for and it kind of got me intrigued was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Not interested. With Pete Davidson. Not interested. Um, not just with Pete Davidson. I mean, yeah, it looks like kind of a vulgar. Okay, he and looks like, hilarious though. But it, I, it just looked like kind of like it would be kind of a fun movie in some ways to watch. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's just, I didn't look yeah. to me. Um, yeah, maybe not high expectations. Although that, the one horror movie that uh, X that um, A24 came out with this year has been getting pretty good reviews. The theory is that psychological elevated humor became so popular with like Hereditary and Ari Aster and like other directors, The Lighthouse, that they did it so much that now they're going back to more like old school, like slasher. Like bodies, bodies, bodies. Like bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, obviously, for all the reasons Zach said. Nope. Even though I have not seen any Jordan Peele movies, and I should, I did think that I was just kind of intrigued by what this movie could be because it was like the trailer left me feeling like, what in the world? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah, that's not I, on my list. I think I'm just curious to see what they do. I'm already with... expecting it to be bad, so I didn't put it on anything because <laughs> well, they can't do anything. It's hard because, obviously, sadly, uh, Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman um passed away and so it's hard to tell what they're can how they're gonna handle that but i think i'm curious and i hope they do it well i hope it's better than the first one but then it's like do i hope it's better because like then you just think about like it it would be better it would be sad if chadwick's a movie that chadwick was like the star of is not like the best one so i don't know um, this one, I'm going to have to look up again. Amsterdam. I know when I saw it br- briefly that I was interested. I just need one reason why I'm interested. In this it's directed by David O. Russell, and he's done some other movies that are kind of good, so I was just kind of interested in that one. The Black Phone, which I think we may review for the podcast, along with Lightyear. I think we'll probably review that one. Um, it has is a Scott Derrickson movie with Ethan Hawke. Yep. This and, is the first movie he went to after rejecting Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. And uh, and he did Sinister, which is a pretty good horror movie. I watched it. So uh, I feel like it could be pretty good. Bullet Train also made the list um, as one I'm interested in. And then Thor Love and Thunder. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I kind of a lot, but those are my honorable mentions. Okay, well, let me give my number one before Ben's. Where is it? My number one is kind of like a cheap type of movie, but... I love Michael B. Jordan, so it is Creed 3. Oh, yeah. Creed 1 and 2 have been in my top 50 movies. I say 50, but I love the movies a lot, so, and I move them all around all the time. But I loved Creed 1. I loved Creed 2. And it's been a while between now and Creed 2. So I think they've put the work in, hopefully, for Creed 3. That's yeah. all I know about it. I don't want to watch any trailers. I'm in. Yeah, I haven't seen Creed two. I I want to watch it first. Creed. I honestly, I prefer Rocky, but I think I prefer Rocky not because it's necessarily a better movie, just because I like the atmosphere Look, of Rocky. I'm sorry, old people or not old people. I'm sorry, anyone else, but I love Creed way better. I like yeah. Rocky because it's cheesy and stuff, but Creed is just intense. I love I love the fact. I think I love the fact more than anything that that uh oh what's this uh Rocky Balboa, Balboa. um. 
that's not his real name though. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. I'm having surreal. (laughs) I'm having a surreal time remembering things tonight. But Sylvester Stallone, the fact that he wrote his own movie to become a star is just sort of legendary. But Creed is an excellent movie. My number one movie. Yeah. uh, Is and and this one was one that really jumped off the screen in the theaters. Then I'm very surprised this is your number. Is Marcel the Shell with shoes on? Just go A24. stop this. Stop this recording and go watch the trailer. It actually looks really good. Yeah, it actually looks really good. I don't think there's any way to describe this, and I feel like I had heard you could. It's like a seashell that talks. I I saw, like my sisters were watching a video of this, and I heard the voice before, and I didn't know what it was from, and I thought, oh, that's kind of funny because they watched it and I overheard it, and then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the same like voice. And then I was like, this is really intriguing. I'm actually, like, extremely intrigued. It looks, like, super unique, very artistic, and very just a warm and fuzzy film. And it's, like, for somebody who's, like, generally watches films that are, like, super dark and depressing, like, it's probably kind of odd that this is my most anticipated. But honestly, after watching it, this is, like, the movie I'm most looking forward to watching. Because it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so unique and so weird. And it's, like... I've already seen how how like a bunch of Martin Scorsese films, so even if like it, I'm kind of know what to expect, you but know I have no idea. Yeah, but I don't know what to expect with this movie. Yeah, this, so it's for those of you that won't watch it, it's literally a sea, like a stop motion sea, seashell with one eye that talks and he has shoes and he walks around. Yeah, that's it. And there and she, I think she's looking for as a he or she. I think. He. Marcel's a he, and he he goes to look for his family, and his, he yeah. lives with his grandma. So yeah. it's played by a girl, but Jenny Slate. No, it's played by a girl, but it's yeah. a he. Yeah, it's like Bart Simpson. Right. So, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's fair to have as number one. Okay, and so with that, uh, we're gonna are we just gonna end it right here? I guess. Yeah, just hop right back into the vault where we're always chilling. Yeah. Got we haven't been outside for a long time. Yeah, we're very. Proud. We've been we've been inside suffocating in this vault for a, a while now. Yeah, there's no showers in there, so we just have to smell yeah. then. And there's sleeping bags in there. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's been a surreal time, guys. It has been surreal. Yep. All right, closing the vault. Brown.